0: Hey, welcome to today's podcast, where we're talking about how to navigate emotional eating. Because if you look at it and think about it in this way, it's like any time there's weight issues, like you're overweight more than you want to be, it's because you're emotional eating, right? Because otherwise, there's kind of two categories. There's either emotional eating or there's eating for nourishment, right? Um, Which isn't to say that all emotional eating is bad, okay? I want to make that clear right from the beginning, and we're going to dive into this a little deeper. Um, but if you start to make that distinction, it's always helpful anyways, because we always want to reinforce eating for fuel, right? Because we live in a society where everything's about the emotional aspects of food. So we want to balance that a little bit by reminding ourselves, listen, the primary focus of food is to nourish our bodies, which I know it sounds silly when I say it out loud, but you need to reinforce that because every commercial you see is about eating for emotions. And so let's get into that, right? Because I think I'm going to give you a different strategy to approach emotional eating than you may have been using up until now. Um, so the first thing I want to understand, and this is a neurolinguistic programming presupposition, is the idea that every behavior has a positive intention behind it, and emotional eating is no different. And so what a lot of people tend to do with emotional eating is they, they kind of recognize some of the places they're doing it, um, but what they their, their solution to it right off the bat is, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop my emotional eating. And I think this is the wrong approach. I think the first step to resolving emotional eating is to understand it, okay? Because there are different forms of emotional eating. Now, the the two big categories of emotional eating are that we're eating to feel emotions that we wanna feel, Um, celebrations, you know, we we got off a hard week at work, we reward ourselves with it, there's that. And then there's eating in order to not feel negative emotions that we don't wanna feel. So those are kind of the two categories. And they can both be at play at the same time as well. But what you want to do is you want to start to notice your emotional eating patterns because most of our behavior runs in patterns. And as you start to understand in more detail, more granular detail, what your emotional eating is, what's going on, um, that is the first step in really resolving it because we don't just want to stop it. There's a positive intention behind that eating. Right? and now again you may look at so I wish I didn't overeat cuz I don't want to be overweight I get that but in the moment emotionally you're getting some benefit out of it and the benefit again is is some combination of not feeling some a negative negative thing and feeling some pleasure you know just eating the foods that we have available to us now just straight up are is very pleasurable you know, beyond just nourishing our body. (laughs) again, There's a difference in pleasure between eating a salad and eating, uh, you know, our favorite ice cream or pizza or chips or whatever your favorite foods are, right? They're two completely different experiences. And so that emotional piece, we want to stop beating ourselves up for it and start appreciating, what am I looking for emotionally from this behavior? And as you start to understand the emotions that, again, a lot of times you're looking to avoid and that you're looking to feel, now you can start to go to work on a real solution. Now notice this difference. Whereas, let's just say, I'm gonna give you an example just to kind of contextualize this. But let's just say, you know, you get home from work, you had a really crappy day at work, um, you're feeling lonely and you turn to the food because it makes you feel better for a little bit. Now, when it makes you feel better, it obviously takes your mind off of the negative feelings that you're having, but it also, it feels good, pleasurable to eat that food. And we have a lot of associations to food, right? If you, you grew up having birthday cake, you know, in the center of attention, and there's a cake there. It's easy to associate, you know, sugar and cake to feeling loved, to feeling connected with people. So we wanna understand these behaviors because instead of just saying, oh, I'm bad and I shouldn't do that, No, stop, we're gonna understand ourselves. And we can start to understand, okay, well in this situation I'm looking, I'm feeling kind of lonely and I'm looking for some sense of connection. Now this doesn't have to make sense logically, let me make that point, okay, because this is all subconsciously oriented. We just associate things together like Pavlov's dogs. And so as we start to understand the emotions that we're feeling from the food, now we can start to ask the magic question, what are some other ways I can feel these emotions? That's the big question. Um, because what most people are doing is they're trying to get rid of the food and the emotion. What we want to do is just get rid of the food and keep the emotion. I hope that makes sense. It changes the entire process because the other ways, you know, listen, this society, we're trained to use food as probably the primary emotional management strategy. You see? So we need to recognize that and develop new ways to manage your emotions. You know, that that's the path. That's the process that you're on. That's how you overcome emotional eating, not by just stopping it. Because let's just say you felt lonely and you turned to food to avoid that feeling of loneliness. Well, now we get rid of the food and now you just feel lonely. And now you start feeling so lonely and so shitty. You say, I ah, forget it. I'd rather just eat the food. And that's, a lot of, that's where a lot of people end up, but they don't have the ability to see that process that's playing out in front of them. And so once we realize, oh, okay, I'll get rid of the food, but I want to feel connected how can I feel more connection with people? How can I feel more loved? We start asking that question, and you might say, well, maybe I'll call some friends. Maybe I'll call some family and talk to them. Maybe I'll make a plan to go out with them. Maybe I'll go volunteer at a teen center. I, I don't know, whatever you want to do. There are solutions, but you're not looking for them when you just say, I just have to stop the eating because the eating is serving a positive purpose, okay? So stop beating yourself up about the emotional eating and instead start to look for new solutions to feel those emotions. This is what changes absolutely everything because it's not just the food that you're addicted to, that you can't stop eating. It's the emotional... Um, strategy that that it's you know accomplishing for you you know to again to help you reduce the negative emotions or feel the positive ones so next time you're dealing with emotional eating and i know you are because we all do to some degree um pick the one that shows up the most and start diving into it start understanding it notice the pattern of when it shows up notice what emotions you're moving away from trying to avoid and distract yourself from and notice which emotions you want to feel and then start asking the question: What are some other ways I can feel those emotions, or deal with the unpleasant emotions, without having to use food? With food being no part of it. And what happens is you're going to uncover much more effective strategies, because <laughs> that's the key factor. And that's kind of the punchline of the whole thing: is that emotional eating doesn't really satisfy those emotions. It's much more of a distraction. It's very drug-like in the way we use it. We use it to distract ourselves from the negative emotions, but it never really resolves the emotional issues that we have at the core. And so this question, how can I truly feel connected? How can I truly feel relaxed, rewarded? Whatever it is that's important to you, and you start coming up with real solutions, you start to feel those emotions in a genuine deep way. And this is, it's a completely different path if you haven't tried this yet. It's completely different. And it doesn't feel like you're fighting against yourself, doesn't feel like you're trying to hold yourself down like you typically do when you try and deal with your emotional eating. It feels like you're working with yourself. And when you uncover these strategies, you have strategies for life. That's the secret. Because again, what we're after here is not just losing some weight for a little while, but mastering your weight so you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. And learning how to manage your emotions in a genuine way is a core part of that process okay so get to work on this this week and uh i hope you have some good luck with it so yeah if anyone has any questions feel free um to ask them let's see joe robinson all right do you have any advice tips when you're hungry at night after dinner i've brushed my teeth and it has actually worked but i'm really hungry lol (laughs) um yeah fair enough fair enough um great job testing that out by the way okay so good job um that's great so so that's always the first step you know i always say in the program it's not really it's not like, I don't, I can't just give you solutions, right? Some things work, some things don't. Um, It's way more about the process that we try things out, see how they work, tweak them, and we just keep at it. You know what I mean? Um, We just stay persistent, finding solutions that work for us. So dealing with the nighttime hunger, um, and I'll tell you because that was my big one. That was my big habit that I had to overcome in order to master my weight. And it was a process, you know, (laughs) that I came up with. But I'll tell you a few things that helped me. Now the first one I like to say now now it sounds like you it, it has worked okay so you've gotten through some evenings without any eating so great job so that's the first step is just to get through some nights and realize you can do it without eating holy cow look at me um, the next one is to start managing that hunger and I'll give you a few suggestions on how to do that um, the first one I want to just bounce off of have you eaten enough food for the day you know that, that's something you've got to stay aware of, right? Because this isn't about starving ourselves. If you try starving yourselves, what's gonna happen is you might lose a little bit of weight and then you'll put it back on, okay? So a core part of mastering your weight is mastering and managing your hunger, right? So assuming that you're eating enough food during the day, right, um, one of the first things I did, if you get too hungry is you can eat more at dinner than you typically do. You know, and I say, well, I wanna lose weight, though. I wanna cut the calories down. Well, you know, if you can think a thing in phases, you know, as you start to get used to not eating at night, because a lot of your eating at night is, again, this is why I ask if you're eating enough, because is it real genuine hunger or is it just habitual hunger? Meaning, you know, I typically eat at night, and so now all of a sudden you're not eating, it feels weird, you know, because you link nighttime and eating together. And so that's the first question. Is it just kind of a habit that I'm working through, or am I genuinely hungry and need to eat? Assuming you've eaten enough and it's just a habit... Um, there's a couple different different ways. Now, again, the three R's of, of weight loss, replace, reduce, remove, right? So it sounds like you've removed the food, great. Um, if it feels overwhelming to do that, remember you got other options too. Replacing it is a great one, you know? So again, literally eating carrots, celery at night, you can tell yourself, you say, listen, I can eat, but it's gonna be one of these really healthy, natural things I'm gonna eat, you know, and use as an opportunity to put more fiber and, and micronutrients into your body. That's the one I used that for a while. Um, as I transitioned from eating just bullshit all night until I went to bed, um, I would eat more dinner and then I was eating like, you know, celery, carrots, you know, just real healthy stuff, fruits, you know, things like that. Um, then I started drinking a lot of water. Then I started doing yoga at night. And again, the whole time I was eating more at dinner than I had been. Um, and that was ultimately the strategy doing yoga at night really helped me because it gave me something to look forward to and do during that time. You know, and and I like doing yoga on an empty stomach, so there's extra motivation to not eat as well, okay? So it's working with those things. Now, the last thing I'll tell you real quick is that, now again, I I wanna preface this by saying this is when you've had enough food. This doesn't work if you're starving yourself, okay? If you've eaten enough food, then when you feel that sense of hunger, what I did is I reframed that hunger. And instead of being like, oh, hungry, I gotta eat. Now again, I, I was able to do this because I ate enough food. I knew I ate enough, and it was a habitual hunger. And I would tell myself that feeling of hunger is my body losing weight. It's it's that feeling of hunger is letting the extra fat stored in my cells go, you know? And that's just the feeling of it. Now, again, that that's prefaced by saying I had enough to eat, all right, but there, there's a couple couple ideas for you to play with. But let them know how they go and then, and it, you know, let, let me know kind of how they work. How to stop snacking all the time. I can't stop myself from eating when I see food. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. And program yourself. Then the first thing we do eating blueprint, right? There's three steps to mastering your weight, three pillars. Uh, I make a pyramid shape mindset on the bottom lifestyle and then eating, um, the eating blueprint that the people fill out in the program, the core of it, the very first step is to structure your eating. Okay. So the very first thing I would do is I would, this is why people do like literally, what are you eating in a typical day in a typical week? You know, and break it down so you can see it. You need to structure it. I always say the golden rule of programming yourself then is no right or wrong. is only what works for you. Except there's, a, there's literally one exception and it is structuring your eating. I've never seen anyone successfully lose weight without structuring their eating. So that's the first step. Um, and then once you do that, then you can start being strategic. You know, you can strategically pick where's the easiest place that I'm snacking Where's the easiest place I'll focus on? For some people that's between breakfast and lunch, lunch and dinner after dinner. It's up to you um, and then start working on it. But you've got to know um, you've you've got to start putting some boundaries in your in your eating. I, I was the same way. Listen, I used to wake up, I'd have I'd have like white bread, Jif toast, cereal with sugar on it. then I'd have donuts, muffins um, croissants in between. Then I'd have lunch, big sandwich chips. A lot of times then I'd eat like candy and a, and a bag of chips between before dinner. Then I'd eat my dinner and then I'd snack all night until I went to bed. So <laughs> I know exactly. I know what you mean. And what it was, you know, my mindset back then is there was just no, there was no structure to the eating it was just eating all the time. You know, So a huge part of really getting your weight under control in this environment, right? because you have to do this because we've evolved in a food scarce environment. Now we're in a food abundant environment most of the time if you're lucky enough for that. But that brings its own challenges with it. So you've got to stru- make your own structure because the food's always there now you know, and, um, that's the first step. So I'm not going to go beyond that because if you don't have a structured, like if you're just like, ah, oh, some days I eat breakfast, some days I don't, sometimes I eat lunch, sometimes I don't. Well, then your hunger's all over the place. And if you're hungry and you see food, you're going to eat it, you know? So you've got to, you've got to manage your hunger. And the only way you can manage your hunger is by structuring your eating. you know? So I'm not, I, I always make this point. Cause I know like the diet mindset intuitively, you're just like, Oh, the hungrier I am, the better I'll lose weight faster. But that's not true because you can't stick with that long-term. You can't you can not not eat when you're really hungry. Like that's never going to last. And so what you need to do is you need to strategically manage your hunger. I wake up and within an hour of waking up, 90% of the time, I'm eating something. And so I'm getting my hunger. Again, we have a hunger scale we, we use in the program, zero to 10. Zero starving, 10 stuffed. I'm looking to get to a 3-4 pretty quick in the day. This is every day of the week. 3-4, um, you know, right, right around there. And I'll hover around a three four five all day. You know what I mean? And so I'm not that hungry. So it's easier for me to make the right food choices, right? But my eating structured. So it's like I know what I'm going to eat for breakfast. I know what I'm going to eat for lunch. I know what I'm going to eat for dinner most of the time. Um, I don't really snack. If I do snack, I know what I'm going to eat, you know? So it's um, it's all planned out. Like I'm not going to get into this. It has a lot to do with dopamine and, and kind of brain chemicals and stuff. But if you don't plan things out, you know, in the environment we live in now, forget it. You know what I mean? Because there's always – you get a little bit hungry and there's always something super tempting in front of you. You know, so that that's what you got to do is start with structure, you know, and then move on from there. I'm not hungry at night. Nice. Um, you are helping me so much just reading the emails and listening to TikToks. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm on TikTok. That's awesome. May arrange for sessions, but right now I'm doing very well. That's awesome. Um, I got again. I, I mentioned this before, but I got a new version of the program coming out this week um, that, that it, it doesn't involve coaching. It, it, there's no coaching with it, but um, I've gotten a lot of emails from people that they're just not able to invest in the full program. Um, And I understand that, Um, but uh, yeah, a program without coaching is coming and and it may be a lot more affordable, but it's great because um, it's, it's the whole program. I mean, it's, this program's top notch. I mean, I've been doing this program for a long time, but I really had a new version come out in January doing coaching with it. And it's really just, it's killing it. It's so good. (laughs) I don't mean to sound like, you know, you're so conceited or whatever, but it's really, really good. Um, it's, it's delivered like right through your phone. There's hypnosis sessions every morning. that come through the five minute ones, you know? So again, my program is as practical as it can get, but anyways, great job watching the TikToks and reading the emails. You're, you're doing great. I love people to take action. Um, Joe says, I'm hungry, but I think I can get through it as what I have for tea is my normal size tea. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you cannot eat, then great. But again, if you're just realize this, right, there's always this thing, I think it was Da Vinci said this, but don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And so I know you don't want to eat it all at night. And, and I don't know where you're coming from with the specifics of your situation, but it's like, if you've been overeating at night for 30 years, it doesn't have to be like, now. I just don't eat at night. You know, that, that's obviously the big jump. Again, three hours of weight loss, that's the remove. And that's what most people want to do is the fastest results, most obvious thing. But you got reduce and replace as well, you know, and so if you find that it's, it's great this week and then next week you're struggling with it, realize you got other options. Having options is really beneficial and that's something, people rarely have a weight loss because you're all or nothing. So there's no room for anything else you know, and, uh, you just get trapped into this, the perfect way, <laughs> you know, everyone's a perfectionist when they want to lose weight. I always say that, you know, that, uh, as soon as someone wants to lose weight, they turn into a perfectionist and it's, it's the weirdest thing, you know? Um, oops. Does, uh, does eating under a thousand calories actually help you lose weight? Um, I mean, it would help you lose weight for a little while perhaps, but probably not long term. So I guess it depends what you mean by help you lose weight. You know, I always say, I like to make the distinction that I, I don't really like to f- talk about weight loss. I like to talk about weight mastery. The difference being that weight loss is typically a short-term thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. Well, then what are you going to do, right? Because how long do you want to keep the weight off for? I know you're saying forever, but all your strategies and plans you use really are geared towards short-term weight loss, aren't they? Because you you hate doing them. So you wouldn't want to live that way forever. But now, now, now you're in trouble because now you can't even get started with it. You're trapped. It's, this is what I was just saying. It's the trap of the perf- perfect, you know, because, well, today's Monday. So I don't know. Are you in your plan? Did you start? Did you even get through the day? Did you even get started at all? You know, maybe not. Right. It's a tough week. Cause ah, the holiday's coming up. I'll, I'll start next week. Ah, maybe the week after <laughs> because, you know, it's January 1st. Oh, okay. Now I'm really going to do it. See, listen, I I always joke. My program is the only weight loss program you can start on a Friday before a holiday. You know what I mean? Why? Because you're not starting with some stupid-ass meal plan tomorrow. You're starting with a five-minute hypnosis session. You know what I mean? Tomorrow night you'll use a two-minute hypnotic programming technique you use on yourself. It's, it's simple, it's comfortable, and it's easy, you know? And, um, you know, most people's plans are miserable. Eating under 1,000 calories, I, I would put in the miserable cata- category. <laughs> so does it help you lose weight? I don't know. People ask me, oh, is water fasting? Does that, that help you lose weight? Well, yeah, it'll help you lose weight for a little while, right? Obviously, you know, taking calories in. But how long are you do it for? And what's the long term implication? Because you know what happens when you live under a thousand calories typically. You know what happens when you water fast is you get your you get yourself so obsessed with food that you, you end up eating. Obviously, you got to eat, right? And then when you start eating, you way overeat, and you way overeat for way longer than any of the little benefit you got from a couple days of not eating. You know, so yeah, I would say under a thousand calories for most people is in the miserable category. What's what's the point? Um, yeah, I normally have my tea at around half five in the evening. Then I normally get hungry at nine thirty. Yeah, again, I mean you got options though, Joe. You know what I mean? Work with them, and um, yeah, maybe eat a little later. You know, that's another option. But again, look at the full thing. I quit smoking and gained weight. I'm struggling. Any tips? Yeah, yeah. The the smoking thing into the weight gain that that happens. Um, but you know, why does that? What's going on here? What, what a lot. Big one of the big reasons why that happens. And listen, there's a bunch of reasons. One of the big ones I just talk, I was talking about earlier, the emotional eating piece, right? Well, the smoking is it acts as an emotional uh, management strategy as well, right? Because I'll say oh, I'm pissed off, I'm to, right? <laughs> it's like the the, the the deep breathing, right? So I'd say if you keep quit the smoking cigarettes, but keep the deep breathing part, okay? Keep the relaxing, keep the change your your cues and your your environment you know the, the smokers th- there's a, there are a lot of good things that smokers do the, the cigarette's not one of them but, the, but they're like getting out of their normal environment going outside breathing taking slow deep breaths relaxing you know getting away from the bullshit that stuff's great keep the cigarette away though you know what I mean um, but there's a lot of reasons why that the smoker turns into the food um, and one of the big ones again is the emotional management piece of it you know so you need to learn how to manage your emotions and there's a good chance you just jumped out of the food instead This people do this all the time you know, but you got to get to the core of it and do the work. Listen, the, the main thing that always affects everyone's weight is always mindset. Mind- mindset's the number one factor on your weight. More important than genetics, um, your age, your hormones, your metabolism, your menopause, your type of diabetes, any of it. Your insulin resistance, all that shit. Um, your mindset's the most important one. Genu- genuinely wondering, I don't care if it's unhealthy. Oh, <laughs> Well, I didn't see that one, but I, I assumed it, you know, because obviously, you know, it's not, it, again, the idea that it's just short-sighted. I don't blame anyone for this. I mean, we've been fed a steady diet of bullshit from the diets um, for, for our entire lives. I mean, we've all been exposed to millions of weight loss ads in our lives. And every one of them is just like short-term results, you know, because well, I don't give a shit if it's healthy or not. I just want to lose the weight. I don't give a shit. I'll drink water. I'll do anything. You won't do anything, right? Like, it's like you won't do anything because you never do anything, you know? But all of a sudden, you talk that bullshit, you know what I mean, all the time. Everyone always does that. Um, I always I always say, like, like oh, okay, here we go. I'm going to get a little offended here, but but you got to hear this. You, you weigh what you want to weigh. Okay, so the truth is, subconsciously, um, but you don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You know, your, your wish to lose weight is like a 10 out of 10. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and just magically just start eating better and losing weight, but your actually want of what you actually want to do is like a three, two, three out of 10, you know? And um the reason though, the big reason you don't want to do it is because the the, the solutions in front of you are all fucking miserable, right? <laughs> Who wants to eat under a thousand calories? Who wants to just drink water? Who wants to starve themselves? Who wants to never eat a carb? It's all bullshit. It's all it's horrible. The quality of life goes, whew, So you lose some weight, you know? It, it's like, you're not going to keep it up, you know? So at some point you got to realize that the way you lose weight, the process you use is just as important as the results you get right? Haven't you all lost some weight before doing some miserable shit you don't want to do? Well, you know, you could do it again, but you don't want to do it. So you don't do it. So I mean, like you keep saying, well, at some point I'm going to get really motivated again. You know, I don't care if it's unhealthy or not. I don't give a shit how miserable it is. Well, then, well, how, how, okay. Do water fasting. How long you you that for? How long you had water fast? Not any food. So wait, it was 50 pounds. And then what, what are you going to do? You got to eat at some point and you put it back on. You know, stop with the short-term thinking. It's just, it's silly. It's silly to the extreme. And the perfectionist thing, you know, and listen, I I say this as a recovering perfectionist working with everyone in my program is a perfectionist to some degree, but it's like, don't, don't take solace in being a perfectionist. I find a lot of people hiding in that perfectionist. It's like, it's like a fancy way to say, I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just a fancy way to procrastinate. So don't be proud of being a perfectionist when it comes to your weight loss if you're overweight, you know? If you're at your goal weight and you're a perfectionist, then, then fine. But if you're overweight and you've been struggling with it for decades and you, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Stop saying that, okay? It's embarrassing. Stop, okay? I don't mean to be harsh on you, but I see this all the time. This is like, 90% of my clients, I needed this. You know what I mean? Like, you got to stop bullshitting yourself, you know? You can't be perfect with weight loss. You have to learn how to be perfect. You have to practice it. You know, oh, I know, Jim, I know what I got to do. I just got to do it. I just got to do it. I got to do it. Perfect. Okay. How many times have you been trying that? Perfect is, it makes me insane. I'm getting all triggered because, again, the the diet idea is that you're going to, so today's Monday, so I don't know if you started today or not. Again, tough week because it's the holiday. Uh, who, who's going to start that week? Because why? Because you had to be perfect, right? So you don't want to screw up your vacation. Uh, but anyways, maybe you are. Maybe you're on Monday and you're you your eight hours in that white knuckle and uh, made it. I didn't eat any sugar yet. You know, but this idea of dieting—that you're going to start on one day and be perfect until you reach your goal weight—take T- a step back from that idea just for a second and look how fucking stupid that is. That you're going to just start magically one day tomorrow. Let's just imagine it Monday. You're just going to start, wake up one day and magically just eat perfect for months. Like you haven't been able to do that for a—you can't—you struggle to get through the day. But all of a sudden tomorrow you're magically going to make it through months of eating perfect, like it doesn't make any sense. And so that's how you're approaching it, though. Now again, I don't blame you. It's a diet thing. It's been you've been literally hypnotized, you know, literally. Um, but but what's real? You want to know what's real? Is losing weight just like every fucking other thing in your life that you want to get good at. So, let's say you want to play piano, right? What do you do? Okay, I'm going to play piano. I'm going to get good. I'm going to start. I'm gonna play ten hours a day. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to play ten hours a day. Yeah. Second day, your hands all crippled up. You can't move them. Great, great plan. That's a great plan. You got there. <laughs> you know, It's fucking so stupid. But here we are, right? People are going to do it. I'm not, this person has a bunch of symbols. I'm not, I'm not picking on you. Okay. I, I, it kind of triggered me a little bit because I see that, but I'm talking to everyone because everyone's in that mindset, you know, and you've got to wake yourself up out of it. You've got to snap out of the diet trance. And stop with the tomorrow, I'm going to be perfect. Then instead, start, start with tomorrow, I'm going to be better. I'm going to start working on one thing. You know what? Why don't you pick your worst fucking eating habit? How about that? <laughs> because if you got rid of your worst eating habit, that would probably be bringing you 50, 60, 70% of the way to your goal weight. You know what I mean? How about you just work on that one thing for the next two months and see where you're at? You know what I mean? Instead of just like, okay, time to do everything perfect. I got my meal plan. I got my meal plan. 90 meals, 90 meals this month. I'm going to make brand new meals. Everyone's different. I'm going to do it. No, you're not. You're overwhelmed. You're exhausted. You're tired. You're barely making it through the day. And now you're just going to start cooking all brand new meals and eating all brand new meals and shopping for all brand new meals. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. You've got to stop telling yourself that. That's what keeps you stuck. You know? And the idea that you're going to do something unhealthy to lose weight or something miserable to lose weight, no, you're not. No, you're not. You might do it for a couple days, maybe for a couple weeks, but you're not going to do it for long. And then what's the fucking point? What is the point? I I, I don't know, know. I'm 128 pounds and I want to be 97 pounds at age 16. How can I get there? I'm not going to answer that. What do you mean by structured eating? What I mean by structured eating is... Um, it, it's kind of like a Russian nesting doll, right? So there's outer levels of it, but I'll give you the most basic version of it. Is we follow kind of a five-two plan, right? So five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. That's the initial structure, and that's the initial intention. So it doesn't mean you're just going to do that perfectly, but that's the initial idea of it. And then you you drill down into that. Um, let's just assume five days of clean eating. Now, of course, it's not it's not as simple as I'm saying. It. There's a bit more detail to it, but I'm just giving you the ballparks. Um, let's just say Monday, right? Monday, could be a clean eating day. You know, depends it, it, depending where you're starting from. Again, like, how about that? I'm not going to tell you how I eat. I've been working at this for 30 years. I've been playing guitar for 30 years. you you never played guitar. You want me to give you a lesson? Okay, here we go. Here's the first song. Great. How's that make you feel? <laughs> right? So I'm not going to tell you what my eating plan is because it's mine. I've been working on it. So you want to start with your eating plan and we start with where you're at. And then we say, okay, let's focus on one thing. What's one bad habit that's showing up regularly? How about your nighttime eating? How about your overeating at dinner? How about your snacking in the afternoon? Why don't we focus on those consistently for the next month or two? Come up with strategies that resonate with you and work with you and aren't that hard and then practice doing them. So two months from now, instead of doing willpower, which lasted for a couple of days, you're coming up with real strategies that last, okay? So we got to structure the eating. So the first structure is weekly right? Five days clean, two days pleasure. And then we can dive down into the days and we have breakfast. I mean, ultimately, again, I'm telling you where I started from. Breakfast, snacking between breakfast and lunch, lunch, snacking between lunch and dinner, dinner, snacking after dinner. That was my structured eating for the day, every day, right? And so I started eating you know, clean days. And now Monday, all of a sudden, my goal was let's have breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's what I want. You know, did it happen right away? No, but I started consistently working on it and that's what it is now. So, so that's kind of the, the overall idea of structuring. Hey, thank you for your content. How do I stop dividing food, good and bad? Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, food, food. It, it, I don't really like good and bad. Um, I do like consequences, you know? So a big thing I like to do with my clients is subconsciously orient them. When, when you think about food, most people just think about the eating of food. Right? So when you think about like ice cream, Right In your mind, you're making an image of getting that ice cream in whatever way you get it, and then eating it. That's your movie, okay? What I help people do is play that movie out a little bit more to the consequence phase, because after you finish eating, five, ten minutes after you finish eating, there's always a consequence phase, a mental, emotional, and physical consequence that follows. And as you start focusing on that consequence, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just like, okay, well, I, I had a big ice cream cone. Uh, ten minutes later, I feel kind of flemmy. I, I kind of like feel full. I wish I didn't eat that. I got the sugar in my body. Eh, I don't want to eat that on a Tuesday night. I don't like. The, I don't like how this feels. I'm kind of feeling a little bit let down. I lost a bit of my momentum. I feel a little frustrated, you know. And so I recognize the consequence. It's natural. I'm not bullshitting myself. I just want to notice what they are, and I just keep conditioning that. So it's never a good or bad thing. It's just like, do I want to feel that way or do I don't want to feel that way? So I, I hope that makes sense. And I, it may sound like good or bad. I don't know, but it's it's more of a preference, you know. Good and bad. A lot of times, like it's like someone else's opinion on it. You know, and I like the consequence phase like, do I like feeling this way? Do I not like feeling this way? So I like to focus in on that. Um, I'm waiting for the more affordable program. I really need this. Yes, that's coming this week. I promise. And if you're, get on my email list if you're not on there. Everyone get on my email list because I just keep giving you stuff. <laughs> I'm really, again, my goal is to, is to help you live it your goal way for the rest of your life. And so I'm really excited to, I'm excited about this next version of the program, but I give you free stuff anyways. Don't buy anything. I, I give you I go go to my bio and my my link or my description. Click on that link and go get your hypnosis session. It's a special hypnosis session to get you started, kind of kickstart your motivation, help you clarify the goal you want to achieve, the body you want to live in, how you want it's gonna feel. It's awesome. Um, it's free. I just give it to you. And um, then there's a training, three steps to master your weight. You gotta watch it. About half hour. Or so give you a whole new framework for how you can master your weight wake you up out of the diet bullshit you know and then i email you every day coaching stuff every be I mean, get them i'm helping you out you know again i have a program you know a coaching program and i got a new program that's coming um that, that's everything just minus the coaching with me okay again if you can if you can afford it you should invest in the coaching with me. it's, it's really valuable and it's worth it um but yeah again if you can't do that the other program is going to be there for you and it is awesome it is an awesome program um do you have any hypnosis content on YouTube or only on your program? No, I got um. There's hypnosis stuff on TikTok. It's shorter, but there's some hypnosis sessions that are really good on there. Um, and you can look at them. Like, like, if you go to my my TikTok thing, there's like little categories, and there's hypnosis sessions. Just click that and go go listen to a bunch of them. Okay. But yeah, I got a YouTube. That's Jim Catsulis. So my YouTube's Jim Catsulis. I'm I got that's one of my goals. I'm gonna start putting more content up there, hypnosis sessions. But there's some hypnosis sessions up there now. Yeah, I give you that hypnosis session. That's the best one out of all of them. Is is you should go to my that link and get the hypnosis. That, that one I I spent a bit of time making that. That's a good one. Um, I'm not hungry at dinner time. Do I need to eat? Um, I mean, I don't like to eat when you're not hungry. On one hand, but it depends what follows. You know, if you're not hungry at dinner time and then at night you snack for three hours, you know, then then I would definitely suggest eating at dinner. So it's um, it's up to you. Cena, that's my daughter's name. That's nice. What time is it there? Um, it is 5.05 p.m. Uh, how to stay in a calorie deficit without counting calories. It triggers me so much. Yeah, again, I mean, the way to go in a calorie deficit, I, I don't even like to use those words. Deficit is not a great place to stay, typically, right? It's not, not an appealing concept. So again, if you structure your eating, you can intuitively kind of adjust your eating until you get to the weight you want to be at, you know? that's how you do it but it's kind of an, it's much more of an intuitive approach as opposed to counting calories i find counting calories again if it works for you cool do it but if it doesn't work for you most people it doesn't seem to work for it so an odd way it's weird we never knew about calories there's no calories don't mean anything to you Do you know what i mean like it's a brand new concept and so intuitively eating to make you the happiest the healthiest and feel the best that has a lot more meaning to it so you can do it intuitively but you got to structure your eating what's your body weight and how many calories do you consume every day um, I don't like to stay my body weight cause it's like people get weird with it, but I will tell you, I don't know how many calories I consume a day either, <laughs> but I eat the same calories every day cause my eating is very structured. So it's very similar day in and day out. And I've worked that out by keeping my weight where I want it to be, um, for 30 years. And so again, if you structure your eating to eat in a similar way, week after week, and i mean genuinely similar. so it's like that's something you have to develop because most likely your awareness of what you're eating is very low most likely and so i've developed that over the years and i've i've taken an intuitive approach to to managing my calories my weight um some people want to track and do all that stuff that's fine if you want to do that but i took the slower more intuitive way where i stabilized my eating so my eating's very very similar um week in and week out, and then I see where my weight's at. And what I've done since then is, when I wanted to lower my weight, I would look at my structured eating. I would pick the easiest place for me to kind of cut the calories out, and I would do that, and I would watch my weight go down. You know, so that's kind of how I did it. Um, Hello, Jim. Any tips on how not to let food thoughts consume the day? Yeah, that's a great question. The the old intrusive thoughts. That's what my entire program is because that's your internal dialogue. You know, that, those thoughts, that, that running dialogue you have is what's literally keeping you stuck at your weight more than anything else, you know. That, that's a, It's a rep- representative of your mindset, you know. Um, but the images you're making and the, the internal dialogue you have, how you're talking to yourself, are, are the main, um, like, what, I don't know, the word, ingredients of your mindset that are impacting your weight the most, you know. But how you talk to yourself, yeah, yeah it's not just food thoughts. It's, it's thoughts about you. It's thoughts about how you're eating. It's all sorts of, you know, thoughts about your weight and who you are as a person. And they're very negative, you know, for most people. Mine certainly was and is. I still have it in there, but I balanced it out with a, that's what my program's about. It's about <clears throat> program yourself then, right? Because you're always programming yourself. The problem is if you're overweight, you're programming yourself overweight. You know? I was 50 pounds heavier but never mind, fifty pounds heavier. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was really putting myself back into where I was at, and I was like, "Man, what a what a shift! What a shift I made!" You know, it's and it's all how I think about all of it. It's all thinking, you know. But yeah, that 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 it's not just food thoughts. It's the thoughts you have in general. And just to be honest, me, you have a shitty diet. Dial- let me let me explain it in a real simple way. One big way that you think constantly is in a problem-oriented way. So you spend – everyone in my program, they're almost always overthinkers. They're always kind of in their head thinking about stuff. Unfortunately, the things they're thinking about are problems. What's wrong with me? How come I can't stick with a plan? Why do I keep overeating? Why can't I get myself to, to work out? Why can't I just eat better during the day? Why do I keep eating that ice cream? Why don't I ever do this? Why don't I have any willpower? And it's all questions about what the problem is. And what that's doing, I'm not gonna go into the details today, but what that's happening is it's programming your subconscious mind. You're making images and you're reinforcing you being the person who does all that wrong shit, you know? And so what you want to do is the way you not let the thoughts, not, not just food thoughts, you got to stop that, okay, is not let the thoughts consume your day. Um, they're going to consume your day. You're going to think all day long. So there's no stopping it. There's developing a new voice. And that new voice, you want to be solution oriented. How can I eat healthier? How can I make it easy? How can I make weight mastery fun? How can I decrease my appetite? How can I eat healthy foods in a way that is fun and easy for me? You know, on and on. And this is my mindset now. And from that, and again, this is what program yourself, then that's what the whole point is. There's a two-minute self-hypnotic program technique because you are your own best or worst hypnotist. You're always in your head talking to yourself. And unfortunately, you probably have a parent voice in there. Not that your parent's good or bad, but it's the bad version of your parent, the disciplinarian part. And that voice is just absolutely crushing you. You know, cause I know I'm saying some of the problems, but I'm making it very G rated. Cause I know in your head, you're watching this and no one's meaner to you than that voice in your head. I already know this. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I know how you're thinking more than you do. And this voice just absolutely just crushes you constantly. And so that voice needs to have, you need to create another voice. Like I call it, in my head, it's the coach voice, you know? And so this voice defends me from that voice. You know, so this says, "Oh, you fucking loser! Look at you! Yeah, look at you! Look what you ate! You look what you did! No wonder you—you you deserve to have that." It just—it's mean. And this voice coming and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We made a mistake. It's not the end of the world. We have to learn from the mistakes. We're gonna learn from that one, and we're gonna let it go." And when you talk that way, it actually stresses us out and causes us to want to eat more. So we're gonna ignore the way you're talking there, and we're gonna go and move down. Do you know what I mean? Though, and it's like, oh, thank you thank you coach voice so much i've got i'm i'm dramatizing a little bit but that's the key thing you need to change your weight more than anything else is change that internal dialogue that voice how do you feel about the Weight Watchers diet program? Um, it's fine. I mean, all the all the diets are are one tactic. You know, they're all marketing. You know what I mean? Every diet. The Weight Watchers, by the way, all the big diets you know about that you're learning from, they're all wolves in sheep's clothing. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Atkins, Atkins Food Products was owned by Onion's Pretzels and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. These companies don't want you to lose weight. OK, they're just bullshitting you. And so the, the idea about the diets is it's always the one thing, you know, because everyone's stressed out and overwhelmed about their weight and they just need it simple conceptually. Just stop eating carbs. Just count your points. Just don't eat for 16 hours a day. Just don't eat fat. Um, just stop eating sugar. It's, it's always one thing and it's always one tactic and it's not enough. You know, you need a comprehensive, holistic approach to mastering your weight again and, and program yourself then mindset, lifestyle eating. You need these three, you need them. And they're important, I'm making the pyramid shape. You need the mindset's the most important piece out of all of it. Then the lifestyle piece, and then the eating. If you just try and change the eating, you're gonna continue to get the results you got. So Weight Watchers is, it's it's better than nothing, and, it's, and it used to be better than the other ones because at least you got in a social group and all that stuff, but it's, um, listen, it's a company that wants to sell you their shitty fucking food. You, you know what I mean? Like They're just selling their Weight Watchers bullshit. And, um, it bums me out, <laughs> but they're, but they're better than the rest in, in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? They're one of the better ones, but whatever. And so I don't mind. Like I, I have clients that were use weight watchers, um, to track their stuff and they use the point paradigm, you know, fine, but that's not enough. You know what I mean? Cause what do you do when you have, you go over your points and you feel destroyed. What do you do when you step on the scale and it's not where you want it to be? What do you do then? What's weight watchers telling you? Oh, Be mindful. They're bullshit it's like you know what i mean no one's teaching how to do your mindset because once you start really getting the mindset then you really get solutions none of them want you to get solutions you think weight watchers want you to like <laughs> i'll let it go but it, but it's it's fine it's better than the other ones what do you think about intermittent fasting it's it's okay i get asked this all the day because it's a, it's the it's the diet du jour you know what i mean keto and intermittent fasting are the two big ones right now you know and so it's always the dieting the new ones I intermittent fast, but I, I like it, it works for me. So again, I would say, but I don't intermittent, So I I say this, cause it's a little complex. I started intermittent fasting, if you want to call it that 30 years ago, and it wasn't called that. So I wanted to stop eating at night. So eventually what ended up happening is I didn't eat, I stopped eating six, seven o'clock at night and I wouldn't eat till seven, eight the next day. Okay, well now here we're at 30 years later, 30, no, it's intermittent fasting. Okay, but now people are going into it and it's like, well, I'm just gonna stop doing that. And so like, I kind of backed into it with a completely different mindset. And I feel like people are going into it and what's happening is just like all the other diets, they do it for a couple of weeks and then they feel like they can't do it anymore. You know, and now they feel like they've failed and they suck. And so it's like, I hate black or white diets, the all or nothing, you know? You, anytime you see, and it, so like all the diets work if you could follow them perfectly. And I suggest, like I take from all the diets. Like I like, the thing I like about keto is, is cutting down on refined carbs. Great, you know. Um, what to take from intermittent fasting. I love the, having a big period of time where you're not eating. I think it's wonderful, natural for your body. But it's like if you're struggling to just start with 16 hours, well start with 8 hours, start with 10 hours. You know what I mean? It's like the all or nothing thing with the weight loss is, is mindset-wise the biggest cause of sabotage that there is. You know, it's it's. Fucking weird. It, you know, it makes me crazy. Program yourself, then It starts with you failing. It starts with you making mistakes and how you're going to deal with them. Again, the, the two minute technique I talk about there's a redo and rehearsal technique. The redo technique, you look at the day and either correct or install a habit. But if you made a mistake, you learn from it and grow from it. It's not a big deal, you know? And you have a process that you're always anchored to. Most people with the weight loss, it's like they get, they, oh, they got through a day. Great. Well, there's a chance they might go on to tomorrow. But God forbid they made a mistake. You know what I mean? Like the chances of them going on tomorrow and getting back on track are so low, you know? And that's what you got to watch out for. That's why I say you got to really fuck the weight loss. You you got to orient yourself to weight mastery because how long do you want the weight off for? Stop doing short-term quick fixes that you can't keep up. What is the point? Is there anything worse than losing a bunch of weight and then putting it back on psychologically? Never mind the physical part. It's just so, it's it sucks. I mean, you put all that work in. I, I, I It makes me because everyone I talk to has done it at numbers of times and most people I work with are in my program I'm like, I'm the solution last resort no one starts with a hypnotist you know. so it's like they've tried all the programs and, and again you know, listen it's not when you fail to lose any weight that's not the problem the problem is when you lose a bunch of weight on a diet and then you put it all back on and it's like you can most people can only do that a couple times before finally their brain just says fuck that I'm not doing that anymore And now that's when I I work with the people because they're like, I think about weight loss all day long and I can't get myself to start anything. Yeah, because the only thing you know about starting is diets and you've tried them and you know they don't work. And so now your brain says, fuck it. I don't want to go through all the work just to put the weight back on ultimately. It's ultimate failure. And now you're just stuck. thinking about losing weight all day long and not able to make it happen or take any steps forward, you know? So <laughs> intermittent fasting. So again, intermittent. If it works for you, do it. If it doesn't work for you, don't. Um, hey, Vicky. Perfectionism, utopia is always very damaging. Recovering perfectionism here too. Yep, Vicky's in the program. Yeah, she's working, working on the perfectionism thing. And it's a, it is. It's literally like an addiction. It's something you you consistently have to work on. I certainly do. Um, as I was saying, you know, perfectionism really is is created through that voice in your head you know? And so what it really, the the management of that is really consistently working on that other voice. You know what I mean? To kind of balance you out. Unfortunately, the way your mind works, you can't get rid of wiring. This is, please listen to this because this will help you. Um, If you've like gone on a dive for a while and you've kind of like held your, your, changed your behaviors for a little while and then you kind of get off track and all the behaviors just come right back like they never went anywhere because they didn't go anywhere. You know, you can't get rid of old wiring. All you can do is wire, new wiring over it. Okay, so I still have that shitty negative voice in my head and it's first one, first on the scene still. First on the scene saying something shitty in my head. However, what's gotten really good is now the coach voice is right there, almost instantaneously. And so you don't have to get rid of the negative voice in your head. You need to create a positive voice though to kind of watch out and protect you. That That's, that, that's 90% of change, you know? I really believe that. Practice makes progress. That's right, Lizzie. I love that. I love that quote, one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> how do you feel about occasional... <clears throat> 34 hour fast um, you know again it depends on the context you know I just had some of my program it's like I know you don't like fast and I was like no I, I don't mind fast um, it just depends like I've fasted I've done multi-day fast before and for me now again if, if it works for you you do it you know what I mean again there's no right or wrong There's only what works for you but for me when I would fast I dreaded it coming up I dreaded while I was doing it and then after I was done I'd be obsessed with food for a long time You know, so it's like, what am I doing? What's the point? I'd rather take all that energy and just eat well all the time, you know? And and that's what I'm doing. So it depends on what your motivations are and what your experience of fasting is. You know what I mean? That's kind of, I'd put it back at you. You said, oh, 24 hour fast. Yeah. Again, if you like doing it and it's kind of like rejuvenating for you, great. If you dread it, then I'd say, don't do it. There's no right or wrong. you understand? Like, you got to get yourself out of that mindset because that's what the diet world is. Again, it's to the idea, like someone's just going to give you an eating plan. You're just going to follow it. I feel like it's the height of craziness because we wouldn't do that in any other area of your life. You wouldn't let me tell you how to dress, what types of movies to watch, what kind of music to listen to, but you're going to let me tell you how to eat your whole life? Like, it's weird. So instead, you know, you have to bounce it again. What works for you? How how do you feel about it, you know? That's the key thing. Brioski, hello. Um, Five days clean, two days pleasure. Yep, that's the one. That's a great, great way to approach it, I can tell you that. I'm not going to all the details now, but... There's a lot of psychology behind that approach. Why is it that some people lose weight fast and maintain it? Um, Well, you know, people do lose weight at different speeds. There's no question about that. They've studied that in and out. And you should know that too, by the way, that, you know, they've put people in laboratories and literally they're giving the exact same calories. Everything's the same. And there's a wide discrepancy in range of weight loss that happens, okay? And so you might be a slow weight loss person, you know? But it's good to know that because then you could reset your expectations. You, know, you got to understand you're, you're constantly bombarded with the diet bullshit, where it's always um, it's always making these crazy promises of how fast you're going to lose the weight. You know, so you've got to manage that. But um, I don't know. I mean, why do people lose weight and fast and slow? I, I don't know. But but the maintaining it though, <laughs> maintaining that's really my specialty. And the maintaining it. Um, why do people maintain it? Well. That's what Program Yourself then was built on. I went, I learned about neurolinguistic programming, which was really the science of modeling, role modeling. And I began to find people that had lost weight and kept it off for at least two years, and I would talk to them, interview them. And that was really very interesting because what I noticed very quickly, the difference between them and most people lose weight is they really transform themselves from the inside out. They change the way they thought about themselves, about their lifestyle, about food, about their health, about their fitness. They, they changed a lot of beliefs and internal things, you know, and I think that's the secret to maintaining it for sure. I find I overeat most when I'm out, dinner with friends, a party, etc. how to deal with that. Yeah, great, Jessica. So the first step is self-awareness, right? You want to notice your patterns. Everyone's got different ones. So great. I find I overeat most when I'm out. Okay, that's one of your worst habits. Now you go to work on it. How do you go to work on it? Well, you say, how can I go out and eat more appropriately, more moderately, the way I want to? You know, that's the first question and you keep asking it. I could sit here and give you tactics that I would use, but I, I don't like to do that because I want to give you the process, right? It's the, you know, give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime thing. You know, Program Yourself Thin is all about the process. Uh, let me make this point. When it comes to weight loss, you're obsessed with the outcome. Again, not your fault. You've been conditioned to just focus on the outcome. I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. But you really need to master the process, Let me put it in a different context. If I said I'll give you a million dollars or a machine that'll print money for you whenever you want it forever, which would you take? Well, you take the machine, right? Because it just keeps spitting the money out. So it's the same with weight. Don't worry if you can lose weight fast doing some crazy shit that you can't maintain. Focus on the process, master the process. You know? And so for you, Jessica, the way you do that is you realize one of your big challenges where you're consuming a lot of calories is when you go out with friends. So I will give you some tactics, okay? So things that I would get to because I've done this before and um with myself and clients. I mean, you could have a small nutritious snack before you go out. So you're managing your hunger. Right. But again, it all starts with self-awareness. So you have to kind of stalk. How do I overeat with friends? What happens? Some of it's physical, some is psychological. And so where am I at? You know, I'm in party mode. Okay. Well, I got to calm that down a little bit. Let me stay a little more grounded, a little more present centered when I go out. That takes practice. Okay. But it, it that's the path. Um, I'll drink a glass of water before I go out. I'll eat an apple before I go out. I'll I have a small snack, so I don't go out and I'm starving. You know, that'll make it easier. So those are just some simple tactics. But again, the process is more important. Why do I always stop after one month of good eating? Um, Because you think like a dieter. You need to think like a thin person, you know. I I can't stress that enough. You know, when you think like a dieter, the the dieter mindset, which is what you're trapped in, and it's a literal mental prison keeping you trapped overweight. But a mindset is like a Russian nesting doll. And there's outer levels of it. And then there's, you know, inside levels. The outer level of a dieter mindset is that I'm going to eat this way. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. So it's coded as a temporary thing, you know? And so you need to get yourself out of that mindset into, I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. And that will start you on solving that question. Thank you for your honesty. You're welcome. Thoughts <laughs> on keto. Um, you know, listen, it depends what type of keto you're doing. If you're doing the extreme keto, I think it's, I think it's crazy, I think it's a it's a diet designed for epileptics. No one's ever lived long term in ketosis. That any society has ever lived long term ketosis. Um, you know, I just think it's it's way hard. It's it makes you miserable. It reduces most people's quality of life, even if they lose some weight. There is science that shows it actually, you know, I don't want to get into that shit because people always argue that. I try to avoid the science stuff. because That's what people want to argue. Um, And there's 5 million studies. So I just stick with the common sense shit. Do you want to be in ketosis for the rest of your life? Do you want to never eat carbs again? You know, if you do, then great. If you don't, then, you know, take the part of keto that says, hey, let's cut back on the refined carbs. Great. I think that's a smart move. Um, But if you're trying to be real extreme with keto and you've never been able to do it, let go of that goal. (laughs) Do you believe in weight loss plateaus from various reasons, metabolic issues? Um, I believe most weight loss plateaus, I, I think most weight loss plateaus, we don't even know if they're plateaus or not because I think they start happening and people get discouraged and go quit, you know. And so I think when you hit a plateau, you should treat it as maintenance. You get to practice maintaining you know, because at some point you're going to stop losing weight. There's a big challenge people have. Again, when you're oriented to weight loss, what happens is you trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the weight loss, the scale going down. And it's all great as long as the scale's going down. And then all of a sudden the scale stops going down. And you say, oh, shit, I'm at my goal weight. There's no more, nothing else to look forward to. Fuck. <laughs> and on top of that, all you say is I just want to lose weight. 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 To lose weight. And, and it's like, now you lose the weight. And you're like, oh, blah, blah. what do we do now? It's a vacuum. You don't even know. You don't know how to think like a thin person. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, now I'm just a person who's at my goal weight? What? This feels weird. It's all sorts of psychological stuff. Again, programming itself is an inside-out approach to weight mastery, you know? And um, what you're trying to do with a diet is you're trying to change everything on the outside thinking think it's going to change on the inside. And it rarely does, you know? So um, the plateaus, again, I suggest when you hit a plateau, you say, okay, now I'm going to practice my maintenance and I'm just going to stabilize what I'm doing. And I'm just going, going to live this way for a little while. Let's see. Does my body just need to adjust and then I'll start losing again? Or I'll just stabilize it, realize I'm not losing any weight and then I'll strategically pick something else I'll cut out so I can drop my weight. You know? And so that's what I would suggest. And in terms of metabolism issues, uh, that's why the lifestyle piece is so important. You the three pillars of weight mastery in a pyramid shape. Mindset's most important at the bottom. Then lifestyle. Then eating. And so you really want to go at all three of these at the same time. But you've got to focus on the lifestyle. I think of these as like the mindset piece we we'll would go to a tree metaphor. The the, the mindset piece is kind of like the roots underground, you know, that nourish the whole tree, or um, a lot of it. And then an above ground is kind of lifestyle and then the eating. And the lifestyle is such a huge part on your eating and your weight ultimately, you know, so it, it's a good chance to focus on those two. Can you lose 10 to 15 kilograms in two months on keto? Um, I don't know. And never believe anyone that will tell you that because, yeah, again, I've, I've seen – you could starve everyone. You could put everyone in a room and they're all going to lose weight at a different different rate, you know? And if you're setting yourself up, if you're setting, I, I I, I, okay, so so I started working with a client, right? A private client. And my private coaching, my private one-on-one coaching is, is $25,000, right? To work with me. And they're like, well, I, I want to be, my goal is to be X amount of pounds by, by this time. I said, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So I'm telling you what I I tell people It it pay me a lot of money. and I think you're putting time on it. You're making, and this is the big problem with diets, is you're making your weight loss very conditional. You're basically saying, I'll do it. You know, you're like a little kid, right? Imagine you have a kid and you want him to learn piano. And you're like, okay, I want want you to take lessons. And the kid goes, fine, I'll take lessons for two weeks. Fine, I'll take lessons for a month. But if I'm not good at piano after a month, I'm quitting, right? You as the parent would just say, yeah, okay, that sounds great. Deal. You got a deal. That's a good attitude. That's the way you should approach it. Would you say that? No, right. But how do we approach weight loss? The same shit. Okay, I'll eat well, but if I don't lose weight by the end of the week, if I don't lose weight in two months, and no. You know what I mean? You, you've got to stop doing that. That that conditional thinking doesn't work at anything, and it certainly doesn't work with weight loss. You've got to change that, change that. What you're saying makes so much sense. It really does, right? I really feel like I'm the most logical person on the planet when it comes to weight. I've Genuinely feel that way. I have created. I've done over five thousand weight loss sessions. I've been doing this personally for thirty years, professionally for twenty years, and um, it's just no one talks about this stuff. You know what I mean? It's all the shit that's it's right there in plain sight, but you never think about it. You never see it, and none of the diets are talking about it. Because what the diets are? Let me just break down what a diet is for you. A diet. Never mind the specifics just you gotta you gotta I'm giving you x-ray glasses so you can look at a diet and see through the bullshit they cause they're they're razzle dazzling you. Do you understand on the front end? They're razzle dazzle you with the before and after pictures, lose this amount of weight and this amount of time. Fuck it. You've got to stop listening to that. And you've got to look forward to see is it the same as every other diet? And here's your, your question you ask. Are they just telling me what to do? Or are they helping me and showing me how to get myself to do it? Cause if it's just a plan, it's not gonna work for you. Because you, the problem isn't that you don't know what to do. The problem is you can't get yourself to do the things you know you should, which is to say you don't know how to change your behaviors consistently. You know how to use willpower and change your behaviors for a little bit, but you don't know how to consistently long-term change your behaviors. That's a big problem. I get in a great routine and something happens, a vacation or a change of schedule. Yeah. Yep. I, I already know where you're going with this one. Then it's hard to get back on. Listen, I was just saying this last week. This is what makes my program so, I mean, everything makes my program different, but this is the big one, is in my program, it's like, and it, 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 people miss it. This is the crazy part. I'm used to seeing it, and I look for it now, but, so people will be like, well, I went on vacation last week. Oh, I drank more than I thought, because I, I, I have one person, especially, I don't know if she's on here, and um, she goes, I'm going on vacation next week, and she goes, I've been doing so well. She's like, I think I'm going to go on vacation. I'm just going to, I'm going to stay on track, and I'm just going to eat well. I'm not going to drink too much. Of it. So she get back and say, how'd it go? She goes, oh, well, I, I ate more than I did and I drank a lot more than I thought I was going to do. I said, okay. I said, how's it been this week? She goes, ah, fine, I couldn't wait to get back on track. I couldn't wait to just get back to my normal routine. You know, that's, that's because because why? Because Program Yourself Thin is built for you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. It's not about some, I'm not going to give you like some crazy plan that's going to make you lose weight the fastest. Like You have to stop with that way of thinking. You have to look at what's a way I can live at my goal weight forever. So everything I'm doing is built around practicality. It's built around making this way of living and feeling and thinking sticky, you know? So people, there was another one, and this happens all the time, but there's someone, and I don't know if she's on here now, but she was another person in the program and she had a crazy week. Like her sister had come out, her boss had come out, you know, and so it was stressful, out to restaurants and the whole thing. And um, she's like, oh my God, I just ate like shit all week and we're drinking all the rest of it. And um, the next week comes and I say, okay, how's this week been? She goes, oh, it felt so good to get back on, on my regular. Do you hear what I'm saying? I, what I'm trying to say is this. The reason you're not starting a weight loss plan and the reason you have to get yourself really fired up is because you fucking hate doing it. You hate it. You hate doing the keto thing. You hate not eating for 16 hours. You hate like not eating any fat, not eating any sugar. Whatever your, your plan, your fault, you hate counting points. You don't want to do it. Don't tell me you want to do it if you haven't been doing it. Because I love eating the way I eat. I love living the way I live. So, And I do it every day. You don't do it because you don't want to do it. You don't want to eat that way. And you just stay on the same path. It's always a different... The diets are just like a never-ending... Like, it's a never-ending path of doing things you don't want to (laughs) do. Like... I don't know you know what I mean like again you, you you haven't known any of this or recognized this until probably now but now you see it stop doing things you don't like doing how are you gonna do it for long how long do you want to keep the weight off for what you said forever okay so you better come up with a plan that you can live with forever like the way I eat and the way I live I could do it forever I love it I can i and I, I've been doing this for 30 years I always often I said what Can I do that around my strengths and that I'll do forever? I imagine living and eating this way till I'm 150. I love it. There's no deprivation at all. I haven't dieted in 30 years. I don't even work out. I've started working out more for other reasons, but I've done this all without any working out because I'm lazy. I built around my strengths. I'm super lazy. So what's the laziest way to lose weight? It's to eat less. That's less food cooking, less food shopping, less food eating. You know, and so, again, there's a mindset behind us. You say, oh, I want to be lazy, too. There's a mindset behind it. But, again, it's all built around me. I've created my own plan that's customized to me. So it's hard to go in your routine because it's not a great routine. It's just you've gotten yourself in the pattern of kind of, like, doing shit you don't really like to do. You know, a great routine, like, you're stuck to. Like brushing your teeth. OK, brushing your teeth is a real routine. That's a great routine because you do that every day and every night just on autopilot. That's a great routine. My eating routine is like that. It's just on autopilot, you know, and my eating routine is not just my eating routine. It's my shopping routine. It's my preparation routine. It's my eating routine. And I love doing all of that. I got it all optimized. That That's the secret. Do you know how to stop thinking about food 24-7? Um, yeah, you, you don't stop thinking about food 24-7 because... Again, you can't, your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. I'm sorry, Vicky, but if I tell you not to think about something, don't think about a banana, okay? What are you thinking about right now? A banana, right? So, so you can't, the path forward is not, how do I stop thinking about this? No. The question is, how do I start thinking about, how do I start thinking about food in a way that makes me healthy and thin? How do I start thinking about food in a way that makes it easy to lose weight? You know, that's the secret. You know, so it's not about what you're going to stop doing; it's about what you're going to start doing. Again, programming yourself down is about programming um, your mind, programming your mind so that you lose weight and live at the goal weight you want to live at. You know, but it's all that internal dialogue that is the main programmer. You, you're all you, you. We're all our own best or worst hypnotist based on what we're saying to ourselves day in and day out. And most likely, you've just been saddled with that internal dialogue from people you've known and experiences you've had, and you've never trained that dialogue to move you in the direction you wanna go in. Listen, I got the exact same brain that made me 50 pounds heavier 30 years ago that's kept me exactly the same weight, my goal weight for 30 years. Same brain, completely different programs I'm running, completely different internal dialogue. Do you have a program, how much is it? I do have a program. Program yourself then. Don't go to my website and buy it right now, okay? Because you can get it for a lot less. So right now, um, if you click my link, If if you click the link in my bio, you get a hypnosis session for free. Um, I bring you to a training, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. If you watch that training, it's about a half hour. You should watch it anyways or even serious. Um, Then I tell you about my program. And so the program includes coaching with me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, It's delivered through your phone. It's everything. I'll teach you a hypnosis technique you use at night to program your subconscious mind. Every morning you wake up with a five-minute hypnosis session for eight weeks. You know, every morning. You know, at night you get another one. It's a complete comprehensive program. Um, so anyways, yeah, the program is usually $2,000. Um, if you watch that whole training, you can get it for a thousand and, um, I will have another version of it coming out with no coaching, um, this week probably. And, uh, that'll be $300. So if you can get the coaching, I strongly recommend it. Okay. it's of the best investment you can make, and it won't be around for long because I will not be offering that for long. Um, I forget. Did you say that you had a book out or so? Not yet. Not yet. Um, I'm working on it though, so I should have one by the end of the year. I'm hoping. Should you not eat carbs at dinner? And is diet coke bad when dieting? Um, uh, I mean, I eat carbs at dinner sometimes. I really again, carbs aren't the problem. It's refined carbs. So I, I really, I, I don't really eat much pasta during the week. Um, don't eat a lot of rice. You know, refined flour and sugar, I pretty much avoid. Um, but but vegetables, great. You know, so again, it depends. Um, less refined carbs, I think are fine. I'll eat farro, you know, it's fine. Brown rice, I'm feeling fine with it personally. Um, diet soda. I don't like to drink diet soda. Listen, it doesn't have calories in it, but it fucks up your tongue. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're drinking that super sweet sweetness, it calibrates your tongue to naturally sweet f- flavors and taste. And so then you go and eat an apple or some fruit and it tastes like shit. It just takes bland and boring and it doesn't seem good. You know, so it's like I would I would skip the diet soda personally. But again, there's worse things, I suppose. But it makes the whole process way harder if you're drinking that stuff. Would you consider calorie deficit a diet or trend? I feel like it's popular right now. Well, I mean, you need to create. Oh, I've, I've lost 100 pounds and I feel like it works for me. And it seems like the ultimate answer. Yeah, of course. You, you've you got to you've got to decrease. I, I I don't like the phrase calorie deficit personally, because I just like if And this is how I approached it. I, I looked at my weight when I started. I'm like, okay, your your weight is a reflection of the average calories you're consuming, primarily. Okay, and um, if you want to weigh less, you've got to consume less calories, right? So I don't think it was a deficit. I think of it as a reduction in calories, and then my weight's gonna go lower. And so yeah, you, you. But but a calorie deficit from what you have been average averaging. Yeah, you've got to create a calorie. There's no weight loss without calorie reducing your calories. And again, so what you can do, you can eat less, lower the calories consumed, or you can work out more and burn more calories, you know, but working out's a double edged sword, because the more you work out, the hungrier you get. Okay, so again, I always suggest focusing really on the eating. That's the mathematics is the easiest way to reduce the calories. But great job, Sarah, 100 pounds is very impressive. Nice job. How do I get the mindset that I don't care what the scale says? Um, I don't, I don't, you got the wrong guy here. Cause I, I think, how are you gonna get the mindset that you say, I don't care what the scale says to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, it's like saying, I don't care what the speedometer of my car says. Well, what? I mean, it's telling you how fast you're going and that's important in the context of how you're driving. So I don't understand this idea, but this is me. Now, some people hate the scale. And so I I, I respect that, you know, that's what you want to do. But to me personally, it's like, if you want to lose weight, what are the main Kind of measurement systems is, is using a scale. There's other things you can do, but it's like, why are you gonna care what the scale says? If the scale says you're 300 pounds overweight. I think the scale, it's just a reflection. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't care what the mirror says. I don't care what the scale says. I don't care what the tape measure says. I don't care what anyone says. You know? I get that in the positivity sense. So I think you should feel good about yourself regardless of your weight. So you should feel happy, confident, successful. All those things that 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 shit doesn't matter about your weight. However, if you're in the game of losing weight. You need some measurement tool and and you want to care about it, you know? So again, where I want to be with the scale where I am at is I want you to work through all that emotional baggage and just look at the scale as if it were like a speedometer of your car, right? You look at a speedometer of your car and you're going too fast. Ooh, you slow down. You're going too slow. Oh, let me speed up. You just use it as, it's just as, I know, I know what I'm saying sounds crazy, but you can, if that's the goal, you know? And so you just use it as a measurement thing, you know, it's impersonal, just measurement thing. Oh, Okay. (laughs) anyways um, do you have a book out I can buy i I, I wish I did I, I'm working on it I, I will get you one so by this year that's my goal do you think it's true that people treat you better when you lose so much weight um uh, I don't think it's as much as you think but I, I I mean yeah I think I think weight is one of those things you know like we we're in such a society where we're kind of evolving so quickly, really like appreciating other people and not, you know, talking shit about them. But I feel like weight is one of the last things, you know? Um, and it sucks. I was thinking this the other day, it's so unfair with the weight because you know, it's like everyone else's vices are kind of invisible to the most part. You know what I mean? And it's like with weight, you know, people got all their shitty vices, you know what I mean? But they just, they can hide them better. You know, and the weight one kind of just hangs out there more. And so I, I think it's, it's, it's unfair, but it's clearly unfair in this society. I don't know who you know, so it depends on the specific context. But I think in general, you know, people might treat you better. Not always, you know, but maybe just in general. Um, so I don't know. Can you talk about metabolic problem with very high calorie deficit? Um, you know, I don't know. that. That's really not my specialty. Um, you know, I would say it's 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 way less common than you think it's going to be, you know. Having PCOS and struggling with weight, does the mind also block me losing the weight? Um, yeah, I think you're on to the right question there. I, I I you know, again, but I'm a mindset guy, okay? So so take that with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? If you really, if you've got PCOS, if you, if you got these different metabolic things you're thinking about, go see a physical, like a doctor that specializes in that. Um, just so you can really kind of get as much detail as possible of what you're dealing with, okay? Now, regardless of what you're dealing with, there's always a mindset underneath it. Okay. So you can always improve your situation. Always. Okay. How much you can improve it? Yeah, I think there are some some limitations to some degree. I I, again I I don't like I don't like people that just like, oh yeah, you can just mind over matter with anything. That's bullshit, you know? But it's not bullshit in most of the cases. In most of the cases, your mindset's the bigger thing. So I got hormonal issues. And then you know you say that and then you overeat because you kind of checked out of that. You know what I mean? So you gotta be careful of that. But again, regardless, it's really the lifestyle piece is one of the core pieces that people rarely really do with weight loss. Now, what I talk about with mindset or lifestyle, what I'm talking about, proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And if you get these eight things into your life, you really transform yourself from the inside out, from the bottom up, cellularly, into a better version of yourself. And the truth is that until you do that, you won't know how much of it is your metabolic issues, how much of it's your cortisol, how much of it's your PCOS or whatever else, you know? Because we know for a fact that all these lifestyle factors have the same amount of impact. Um, they, they have the same amount of impact on your body that the, the, that the metabolic disorder, the insulin resistance, the PCOS, all that stuff has, you know? Don't sleep, get stressed out. <laughs> Don't nervous your body, you know what I mean? Don't move and then see what happens to your metabolism. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the part I would focus on. And I focus on that now and I don't even have, I don't have those issues, you know? So if I had them, I would double down on my lifestyle pieces, you know, just so I could get some clarity. I did that, like I got high cholesterol and I really doubled down with all of that stuff. So it was, um, it was really important for me to clarify how much of it is genetic and how much of it is my behavior. I stopped eating eggs. I mean, I, I cut literally all cholesterol in my life for a year, you know? And I did this for multiple years. I tried different things, and the cholesterol didn't go down. You know, so, okay, clearly it's genetic. I mean, it's obvious, you know? But now I have that peace of mind, I know that. And now I find out, well, you know, resistance training might help it. So I started on that, and I'm kind of tweaking with that. So don't don't give up. Don't just say, that. oh, I got this and that's that. It's never that simple. It's always kind of a spectrum, you know? Um, can you talk about cortisol? Again, cortisol is the same shit. It's, it's all of it. But, you know, cortisol, you know, again, we're talking about stress, being stressed out. So whether cortisol, you know, is released in our body and makes us hold on to the weight. I don't know, but the things that lead to increased cortisol, the stress, that state of being having an overactive, activated sympathetic nervous system, yeah, you, you're going to overeat, you're going to hold on to the weight, you're not going to move much, you know, you're going to be freaking out. So it's it's real hard to change your behaviors when you're burning through all your energy, being, being stressed all the time. You know, so it's like I don't like to get into the specific cortisol. I like to kind of zoom out a little bit, look at the bigger picture that goes along with that. All right. How can I address my and fix my mental block regarding weight loss? Um, I wouldn't, yeah, get my program. (laughs) I'll take you that one. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it it takes, I would have to have a lot more detail than that. Um, but yeah, if you do get my program and again, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I released this program in January and, um, it's awesome. It's really good, but I released it only available with coaching. Cause I wanted to be there and kind of make sure it was good and work people through it. I knew I could do that. And so it's been five months and people are just killing it with it. And I think the coaching is really good, but I know the program is rock solid too. And I know there's people that can invest in the full program, the, the, the thousand. Um, so I'm excited to put this three dollars Because This is without question, the most comprehensive, best weight mastery program you're ever going to see. Like, like it's just no question about it. And you'll see it when you see it. Um, but if you're able to get the coaching, that's the type of thing we would work on. You would get on a Tuesday, Thursday call, and I will diagnose that lickety-split because that's what I do, you know. Um, can we do this coaching while in the United Kingdom? Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> um, I don't know if Vicky's still on here, but we we had a bunch of people from the United Kingdom. There's are some of my favorite people. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, it's no problem. I think, like, the calls are at 3 p.m., so I think your time, it's 8 o'clock p.m., right in that ballpark. Um, but they're on Zoom, you know. And if you can't make the live call, you can just message me your question. I'll talk about it on the thing and you can watch the replay, you know. But um, yeah. I, I would be unfair for me to say, you know, British people seem really smart because they the I get I get to know them the ones that join my program. <laughs> but the people that join, I'll tell you my program is really, especially the coaching piece, it's really for people that are overthinkers, people that think a lot, you know. And, um, this is the people that think a lot really do well, very well with this program because that, that thinking a lot is self-hypnosis. It's self-hypnotic programming, you know? And so when you learn how to put new programs in, it's like, it's like you have a supercomputer, right? But you're running shitty mental programs. And so you're kind of getting shitty results. And so when you upgrade the programs you're running, it's crazy, you know? And that's what I'm telling you, like exact same brain, the same hardware, right? So what's changed that keeps my goal away? I was just appreciating this yesterday, because I kind of went somewhere I used to go when I was a kid. And um, I was just thinking about just I live in a different world now. I, I can't explain any better than that. It's like I'm a different person. Um, it's not just it's not because I weigh something, though. Do you say I weigh something because I'm a different person on the inside? Did you see what I mean, and so like, yeah, we talk about the mental blocks. I mean, there's just 10 billion of them, you know, but they're easy to figure out what they are. I mean, going one on one. And then once you understand it, then you go to work on it. And that's the beauty of it. I always say, you know, program yourself thin is really not a weight loss program. It's almost not even a weight mastery program. It's really a personal development program. You've got to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You need to make the process of of mastering your weight one of turning yourself into the best version of you possible. Becoming and living as the best version of you you can be. You see, because losing weight, you have no biological mechanism within you that wants you to lose weight. We've we've evolved in a food-scarce environment for millions of years, and it's only been 50 years where there's a bunch of food, you know? So there's no part of your body or brain that wants you to lose weight. It's the opposite. Your brain and body want you to put weight on. So just focusing on that number on a scale and just focusing on weight loss, like you're wondering why you can't stay motivated. That's why. So you need to reframe this process and give it a lot more meaning. And the meaning is, who's the best, if your name's Patty, I'm gonna imagine, who's the best Patty I can be? And what that starts to bring us to is, to give it more context, it doesn't really matter what you look like as much as it is who you are, how you're living. And that usually comes down to relationships is usually a place people find that a lot. The closest relationships in your life, how can you make those better? Um, whatever's most important in your life, maybe it's work, maybe it's family, maybe, who knows? Maybe it's learning, maybe it's running a business, whatever it is. It's like, how can I be the best version of myself in that scenario, in that scenario, in that scenario? How can I be the best me in my life? And part of that is weighing a certain amount, but now we give it a different meaning and it makes it way more, way more motivating. It changes the whole process up, you know um, For me,' it's, it's not like I don't I, I like I like being a certain weight and looking a certain way like that that's fine, but it's way more about, I feel like I'm on the path to live the longest. Um, I feel like I've got a lot of energy. I love every day. I love my lifestyle. Um, I love having the energy to be there for my kids, be present, um, to have the energy to run a business, you know, to, to support my family. And and so there's there's like all these deep-seated values and motivations that keep me my goal weight. Not, I don't know, there's just, you don't know I even mean? like, like, cause your life doesn't change that much just cause you're at another weight too. You know, what happens for most people is they're so miserable, they get to a weight, that weight If you're doing something miserable to get there, that weight doesn't automatically make you happy. You see? So the good news about this approach is you can feel fucking amazing fast. You don't have to you don't even have to lose a pound. That's the craziest thing about all of this, you know, is that you can feel so much better. Like inst like I mean instantly. Instantly. And when you feel better, guess what? It's way easier to eat better. And then when you eat better, you lose the weight. You know? So again, I, I would suggest that most people approach their weight loss completely backwards. And when you get strategic and, and, and more intelligent about it, I don't know the way to say it. I, I, use, I say like this is a program. It's, it's, it's weight loss for intelligent people. I, I don't know what to say, you know? Because it's like at some point you look at the diet and say, yeah, me just trying to fight against myself and force myself to act different for a little while. It doesn't make any sense. It's not even what I want. It never works. I hate doing it. I don't look forward to it. I dread it. <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. And so if I make this a process of how can I make this you know, something that's about being the best version of me. Well, guess what? You always want to be the best version of you. It's way more motivating. So we, we draw on a lot more motivation that way. Um, I've listened in only a few times and it's working. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to these again. You can listen to this. This is a podcast. So I, every time I do these lives, I stream them to YouTube so you can watch the video there, or you can listen to the audio, um, the podcast program yourself. Then it's on all the, all the platforms. Um, and, uh, yeah. You listen to me. I'm using, I'm using conversational hypnosis. I'm using techniques even while I do this. So just listen, to this alone is going to help you, you know, and you'll see it because you, you, and that, because you're, you, I'm shifting your mindset that that's what I'm constantly doing, you know, and as I keep shifting your mindset, you know, see, you're in the same mindset, trying to just force yourself in that mindset to all of a sudden act different. It's never going to work. You know, you need to change your mindset. That's what makes it makes it much easier. Did you start your career off after you lost the 50 pounds? I did, Sarah. I, um, I don't get time to tell the whole story, but real quick is I was in a dark spot. I was binge drinking, binge eating. I was 50 pounds heavier, very depressed, took a semester off from school, and I magically, and I say magically, the universe smiled upon me and I received it. It was, um, I, I, I literally like in a month, I found hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, um, yoga, meditation. I started playing guitar, martial arts, Tony Robbins, all of this stuff. And, um, yeah, it was transformative for me almost immediately. And I really stepped in. It was amazing. And, uh, I, so I was going back to school and the school I was going to, was, it was a business school, you know, and I got a degree in investments and finance, but even going into it, which, you know, what the craziest part, I went to my orientation the first day and they had a hypnotist there and it was crazy. And he wasn't like a goofball. He was like doing demonstration, like real stuff. I was like, Holy cow. The universe is just guiding me, I will say, you know? And so there I was, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm getting a degree in finance and investments, which I got. And I was like, oh, I feel like <laughs> I don't want to do that. Ooh. So that was a lot of wasted time. But anyways, yeah, so I was like, I, I was so, yeah, this was so transforming. My, my father died at 54 of a heart attack too. So when I say, I was nine years old and he was 54, I died of that. And so I remember then I was like, I'm not going to go down that path. So when I was 50 pounds heavier and going right down that path a million miles an hour, I was, that's part of my depression. I was just, that was in a bad way. So all this stuff was so transformative for me. So when I say this, you know, this is really is a mission for me. It's not just about helping people lose weight. I want you to, to live the best, happiest, longest life you can possibly live. I mean, this is so much more to me than you just, you know, wearing a bathing suit to the beach. I want you to, like, have the best quality of life you can possibly have and have the longest life you can possibly have. You know, and that's why I do this. So, yeah, I moved out of that field and went into this one here. Um, my issue is knowing my triggers and my mental blocks, but addressing it where I struggle. I'm definitely going to get the program. Thank you. Yeah, Super Patty. Yeah, if you know your triggers, that, that's it. Because I'll, I'll tell you what's going on real quick, is you know your triggers, and I already know you. <laughs> I don't know you yet, because I can't just generalize. It's pretty much everyone, but I, you're an overthinker. You're smart. Um, and you think you know all your triggers and you're in your head always trying to understand and figure out your triggers, because you think as soon as you figure them out, it's gonna be this big cognitive breakthrough that's gonna change everything, and it's not. Because what's happening is you're constantly, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? I know I shouldn't do it and there I am doing it. Why do I keep doing that? Do do that? And you, you, What's happening is you're, it's a process beating yourself up and it's keeping you stuck. And so yeah, that, that's, that's what we do in the program, in a nutshell, exactly what you just described. Um, this is good. Any person that has the money and don't hire you, they want to stay heavy. Thank you, Lisa. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, and you have the most soothing voice. Can't wait to start. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, Patty says that was spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's everyone in the program, you know, and you get to see them too. It's, you won't, you know, you won't feel alone. They're all smart people, but it's like you're just all, I was the same way. just wrapped up in the problem you know it's unbelievable when you start aiming that horsepower that that intellectual horsepower at the solutions it's like it's it's just dramatic you know so i hope to see you in the program yeah if you have any questions about it um (laughs) i'm blushing um yeah let me know if you guys have any questions about getting the program let me know uh you know again go watch that training and it's about a half hour or so then get in it um could you explain what your program is? Let me explain it. I'll, I'll explain it real quick how I get out of here. So my program is Program Yourself Then The core of the program is a two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique. You use it at night, two minutes. And this becomes the process. It's like brushing your teeth is a process you do every day. This becomes a process you do every day. And this is so valuable because, listen, you're going to have good days and bad days coming up. Days when you eat well, days when you eat like shit. And so it doesn't matter. This process allows you to learn and redo the, the mistakes you make and learn and grow from them. And um, or encourage things that you did well. And then we rehearse tomorrow so that we create this pleasure-based motivation and you focus on solutions and real strategies that work for you. So that's the technique you use. Um, there's hypnosis. So every morning I deliver the program through your phone. And, um, cause this is the key thing. We're looking to change your behaviors. So we need to weave it into your life. And so what happens as soon as you sign up tomorrow, you wake up, there's a little note from me, you click on it, and it brings you to that day's five-minute hypnosis sessions. You start your morning with a five-minute hypnosis session. So you relax, you calm down, and each session has a core weight loss mantra in it. You know, And so you start your day, and it changes how you think, and it changes how you feel, and that's how you start your day. And so you go through your day, doing what you're doing, and then you come back, and you get another reminder. In the evening, do your two-minute programming technique and there's a link to a sleep hypnosis session. It's a 10-minute hypnosis session. And you get one of these each week. This has a core mantra in it that, you know, each week you get one. So there's eight of them, eight weeks total. Um, so that's that part. And then there's the weight mastery blueprints, okay? Mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints. You're going to customize them to yourselves, a full fill in the blank workbook. So you customize these sessions to who you are, to your lifestyle, to what works for you. This is the key thing. It's not just some plan that you're going to follow. It's a plan you're creating that fits you like a glove, you know, and you can tweak it. You know, that's the thing here. You're going to try some things and guess what? They're not going to work. Oh, oh no. What if something doesn't work? You're going to fix it. Imagine we take all that pressure off, it's weird. It's weird with the weight loss thing. There's like you put so much pressure on yourself because you're gonna start tomorrow being perfect. That is terrifying. <laughs> you know? i I you can see on YouTube I did a coaching call with someone and she was eight weeks into keto and intermittent fasting, was twenty pounds down, right? So you think, oh my gosh, she must be on top of the world. Nope. She was stressing out. She was freaking out because she's like, I'm getting wobbly. I don't know how long I can keep this going. I don't know if I can do this. You ever felt that? You know, this is what I'm trying to say. The diet approach—it's miserable from before you start. It's miserable while you do it, and then it's terrifying even if you get results. You know, this is completely different. This is about weight mastery. You know, so it's like people say that they can like—they overestimate how much weight you can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight you can lose in a year. This is about setting up a plan so that next year at this time, you're—again, I don't know how much weight you have to lose, but but you're you're living that life. You know what I mean? Like, like you're this person, you know? So anyways, so um, so this is the Weight Mastery Blueprints as well. And, and so it's not only the blueprints, but I mean, there's literally, there's there's trainings for all of it. I walk you through the whole thing. Um, and then there's coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday. And that is by far the most valuable piece for right now. Again, I tell you, my, my private coaching program start at $10,000. And so this is something I'm doing um, until I get to be too many people and then it'll go up to $2,000 will be the normal price of it. And um, then, then I'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll cap it off in some other way um, and just sell the, the lower one. So again, this is really this is the way that um I would suggest getting the coaching while you can, you know. Um, it's an investment in yourself, you know? And that, that's why I price it this, you know. It's again, you don't have the opportunity. Your diets at this point, you're not even committing to them. You know, you're just half-assed like, well, let's just see what happens. Let's just try keto this week. You know what I mean? Like you need to make a real commitment. You know, this is like college compressed into 8 weeks and you end the program in a much different place and it doesn't matter how much weight you lose you understand because we're focused on the process so it doesn't matter how much weight you lose in 8 weeks because you have a process that you're living moving forward do you understand what i'm saying i hope that makes sense cuz you're so you have to stop with the bullshit like like what else in your life would work like that i like, go oh, i'm going to do this new i'm going to start a business so i better be making this much money by a month two months from now or i'm quitting like how far are you going to get with that attitude but that's exactly what you're doing with the weight You know, so you need to become unconditional and really commit. And and again, this is a comprehensive approach to mastering your weight. I would say, I have not seen anything this comprehensive. And I'm comparing, like I see people going for surgery, getting their stomach stapled. I see people going on medication that might give them thyroid tumors. And there is no mindset piece. There's no lifestyle piece. There's no real eating strategy in place. And it bums me out. And I look at the diets and they're just one tag. Oh, I just don't do this. Just eat cabbage. Just eat Mediterranean food. Just stop eating carbs. Oh, oh so simple. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, it's bullshit. So this is about a real, real plan for you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. That's the goal. And I show you how to do it and I walk you through it. So yeah, that, that's that's the plan. And so if you want to do it, um, again, you can get it for a discount right now if you go um Get again, get the hypnosis session regardless. Please get that and listen to it. It's ten minutes, and you get to experience that. Watch the training. I mean, if you have any, you know, any serious intention of wanting to master your weight, go watch the training. You know, it's right there for you. It's free, and I send you shit every day. And then if you get through the training, I talk about the program. I give you a special offer for it. You know, and I would do that while you can. All right. If you have any questions, shoot me. You can email me at gymappprogramyourselfden. dot com, or you can email me through the my bio, and the thing. If you have any questions about anything. Um, and I hope to see you in the program. Yeah, we'll do our first call. W- would be tomorrow. So, all right, everyone. I thank you all for being here. I am always a big fan of talking to all of you and I hope this has helped out. Um, so have a have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.